You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast. Oh gosh, that's, that's my, funny. That's my best Chris Turner impersonation. Yeah, I think he would probably give you a B minus, maybe. Although he's probably grading you way harsher than yeah, I would grade you. There's no way he's giving me a B minus. Yeah. He's going to give me a C minus. C, yeah. Sorry. I mean, if he listens, it was a good to try, though. Yeah, it was, it was a, a good try. try. Yeah. Joining me as always. <laughs> so uh, Ryan and Kayla here. We are flying solo. Not we're flying, so that's weird that <laughs> two of us are flying we're not, solo. Yeah, we're not flying anywhere, actually. Uh, we're, we're, we're a man down. We're a man down, yes. Uh, we're scheduled to record this evening, and, and Chris let us know that he is under the weather and did not want to share his coughing and sneezing and uh, and raspy voice with you guys. So, um, cause Although, I mean, raspy voice is always kind of fun. Like, I've done raspy voice before. I, I remember one time when I... Um, I was like, I, I think I had just like, I couldn't stop. I couldn't get over being sick for a little while there. And so we recorded a few episodes when I didn't hardly have much of a voice. Yeah. And then I went to a mom's retreat and this, and one of our listeners like came up to me at the mom's retreat and she's like, Oh, I'm so glad to hear your voice is better. Well, didn't you know? she like hand you like recolors or something? No, I don't think so. But oh. yeah, no, she was just like, I'm so glad to hear your voice is better because there were so many episodes where my voice sounded all weird and raspy well we're, we're committed to putting episodes out on a weekly schedule and so um we got to keep keep going tonight um I keep recording without without christopher turner uh, hopefully he'll be back in the saddle soon yes th- that's just a lot of like metaphors flying flying solo back in the saddle i mean you have a lot of those maybe we'll just do the etymology of phrases one episode <laughs> It's nothing to do with connected parenting, but it's nothing just to do with connected parenting. Just interesting to randomness. Me. My husband's randomness. Vo- his head is filled with all sorts of great um, ideas. Great ideas, yes, <laughs> and useless information. That's not fair. And <laughs> you do know a lot of useless information, though. I, you know, I, I, I will say this before we jump into the, to the, the topic we want to talk about. Um, I am committed to reading. Um, 24 books this year. 24? I think you upped that like no, since we spoke no, earlier. No, I'm going to try to do two a month, okay. but 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 I'll settle for 20. Okay. And that's probably the number you're thinking about. I was going to say, so, I thought you said 20 earlier. We were talking to yeah, some friends. I'm on book four. Okay, that's that's awesome. Uh, and, and thanks to the fine folks at Audible for, for letting us read all the books in exchange for an annual membership fee. <laughs> Um, and I'm also and I'm committed to reading new books I, ha- I haven't read uh, in a long time or have never read before. And so um, I have not read Mere Christianity in about 25 years. And, and, and I didn't even finish it the first time because I was like... Yeah, it was hard to get through. It was just... But now, hopefully this is an indicator that I'm slightly more mature, <laughs> that, that I'm really enjoying the book. Um, and, and, I, and I thought, um, you know, I'm, 
I'm of the opinion that if you say something to me, because you said, well, it's useful, useless information, and I'm like, it's a data point. I can either use the, the information or not. So I guess if I choose to not use it, it does by your definition be useless at that point. But it's a data point. That That's all it is. Well, so he's explaining, um, C.S. Lewis is talking about, and so football, since he's English, he's talking about soccer. He says, what is, what is, what is playing football? And if you say, well, um, what is the point of playing football? And then you say the point of playing football is to score goals. And then he says, well, no, that's not accurate because, because um, p- scoring goals is one of the things you do to play football. So when you say, what is playing football? I ask you, what, is it, what does it mean to play football? And you said, it is to score goals. He says, that's like saying, what does it mean to play football? Is like saying, it, to me, what it means to play football is to play football, which is true. But doesn't need to be said. <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard at that example because, like I said, I'm listening to it in the car. He's like, "It's true. It just doesn't need to be said." So when, whenever you say that I am full of use, useless information, I will hear C.S. Lewis saying, "That's true. It just doesn't need to be said." Kayla. <laughs> so it's a true statement that your head is full of useless information. No, I just I, don't need to remind you. No, I, I push back, and that maybe we can have an episode where, where, where Chris is back, he can referee the, the <laughs> contents of my head and your thoughts on it. Anyhow. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Some, sometimes I think he feels like a referee between us. <laughs> we should do an episode one time without him, just called Ryan and Kayla Talk About Chris. Oh, that sounds fun. But that's not what we're going to do tonight. No, we're not going to do that tonight. What we're going to talk about in this episode is two words that I love uh, anytime we get to speak to parents, whether that be in like in our build class or um, in, in the Illuminate class, the self-paced one, when we do parent workshops, we speak to churches. Like anytime we get a chance to speak to an audience, we always remind them of these two words. And you need to do them. You need to be flexible and creative. Yeah, and some people just like fell over and when I'm not creative, like I can't. Yeah, so creative. We're not talking craft projects. Yeah, we're not talking about like you know. There's no cotton mo- balls and glue guns. Yes, and Mod Podge is not involved. No, no. I mean, they, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Like, right. I'm probably the least creative person when it comes to like crafty projects and stuff. Like, my mom makes like wreaths out of just stuff that's like laying around and like centerpieces and like stuff paintings out of rusty saw blades yeah i mean she like she like sees something and she can put it all together i'm like just tell me what to do like paint by number is as creative as i'm getting because like okay one is blue and two is red i can do that i can follow the directions but fortunately that's not what we mean no but but i can be creative when it comes to parenting and that's what we're talking about right we're talking about when it comes to coming up with solutions for um challenging behavior or coming up with different ways to kind of think outside of the box of how to handle a situation because and I'm not it's not necessarily always my go to you know I I think I've gotten better over the years but I think you know I my go-to probably initially as a parent was just to do exactly what I had seen done either by my parents or by friends or, you know, just families that I babysat for everybody that I had seen as a parent, I was, I was emulating those things like, okay, I like the way they did that or stuff like that. And so as 
I've gotten more confident as a parent. I think I've gotten more creative and more flexible and not just, you know, this is how we've always done it. Can, can, so can we, because um, I, I think it'd be a good idea for us to ad- address those as separate issues okay. instead of being flexible and creative. Okay. But well, let's address being flexible and and or, or address, address being creative first. Okay. Because when I think about, um, so let's do creative since that's kind of what we're talking about. Okay. When I think about being creative, I mean recognizing that um, that, like you said, the way I've, we've always done it mm-hmm. is not necessarily the way. And you may say, "Well, that sounds like some version of flexible," and I think that's where that we're flexible and creative kind yeah, of over, over, overlap, right? Yeah. Um, but but you know, here, here's an example of 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 being creative. Um, let's just pretend that there's an issue. And you just respond in a different way, right? You think of a really, really creative solution to an issue, and so, and so, here's an example from a house on the weekend. We um, had some people who wanted to, to go out and do something fun, and and then the go out and do something fun people were divided into subsets about what they thought going out and doing fun being fun would be. We had some kids who wanted to stay home and watch a movie. We had some people who wanted to go to a movie theater. We had some people who wanted to go um, out somewhere uh, in public with a lot of people. And we had some people who wanted to play board games. And so in the midst of trying to kind of um, have everybody feel like we're going to end up doing something fun but realizing we can't do all of those things, we had a creative response to that and said, okay, we're going to go grab some dinner because we have to eat. That's a non-negotiable, right? But we're going to start with dessert first. So remember we went out and we got ice cream. And then after we get ice cream, we got picked up some tacos and came home and played, played a game and all laughed together. To me, that that's a creative solution to how do, how do we kind of manage all of the inputs that we want? Because what would have happened in my house growing up and likely in your house growing up? And I think we can agree with that because we've met each other's parents. It would have just been said, you know, I'm just deciding and I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah. And you're all going to toe along, toe the line. It would have been either that or it would have been, well, then we just won't do anything since we can't agree and we would just be done. Yeah. You know, and that, and I get that, like that drive that we have towards that. Cause it's frustrating when you've got one wanting to do one thing and nobody seems to want to agree. And so, and then they disagree just because somebody else suggested it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like if they had thought of it, they would have liked the idea, yeah. but since it came from their sister, they're like, no, this is a terrible idea. I would never want to eat ice cream. And you're like, really? You never want to eat ice cream. Interesting. Um, but yeah. And I think that was a, that was a good way of just being creative and saying, okay, we're going to do something totally different. We, we didn't do anything that anybody suggested, but we still had lots of fun. Yeah, we, we still enjoyed laughed the together. And I think having, you know, that mentality of like, okay, we could just say like, fine, we're not doing anything or we're just going to stay home. Well, the people that wanted to really go out would have been super disappointed and probably would have pouted or, you know, kind of yeah. had a bad attitude about it. And if we'd gone out someplace where there were lots of people, those introverted kids or the ones that wanted to stay home would have been like, would have felt like punishment to them, not fun. Yeah. Yes. And so figuring out kind of that middle ground. And I think that's where a lot of times as parents, we get stuck is finding that 
how can I be creative in allowing my kids a voice? Like, okay, I hear you. I hear that you want to do something fun and not just stay home. I hear you that being around crowds is not fun for you. I hear you that you want to play a game, but I also hear you that you don't want to play Monopoly, you know, or whatever. Like we can hear all the different inputs and then creatively come up with a solution that works for our family and and kind of meets the needs. We're, no, we're never going to please everybody, but we can always be kind of creative in how do we get, how do we get the needs met of everybody in there in that situation? Hey everyone, this is Dallas, and I wanted to share with you how you can become a supporter of the podcast. Becoming a supporter is a financial way to help the podcast, but also get some great extras to go along with it. We have tiers starting at $5, but you can pledge for as little as a dollar a month as a way to say thank you. Anything is greatly appreciated. To learn more, visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com and click on the supporter link. All right, back to the podcast. Well, I'll give give a couple of more examples of some creative things we've done around the house here because because the only thing that we can speak with actual authority on is is the things we've done. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like we can speak with some level of authority on the things we've learned, yeah. but the thing we can speak with actual authority is the things we've done. So example, uh, you know, cause it's more this, we're recording this here in March of 2023. It will be released in March, 2023, which will be the third anniversary of, of the United States. Um, and, and the rest of the world is shutting down mm. because of, of COVID-19 and so, um, one of the, so that was a huge adjustment for everybody because all of a sudden the kids aren't going to school. All of a sudden, the neighbors aren't, aren't letting the ki- their kids play outside. All of a sudden, if you're going to the store, you got to wear a mask. Um, and, you know, for us, like you know, I remember the U.S. government made the announcement that we were we were closing our borders to to incoming air travel that Thursday, and within like an hour of that, three events contacted us to cancel our, our trips to come and speak at those things. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that just we had to pivot pretty quickly out of. Training went from in person to virtual, and the kids all of a sudden, um, you know, I, I remember like you know, even even our parents, both both your mom and dad, my mom and dad, were kind of because you know they're obviously our parents that they're, they're they're decades older than we are, and and and. And on a sliding scale, have had some health issues as they're getting older. Yeah. And all of a sudden, to like see them, like your folks came up and like sat in their car, and we sat in the driveway and had tacos for dinner one night. Yeah. And, and people came and sat in our backyard, but on by about the back fence while we sat on the little porch in the backyard yeah. and stuff like that. And so that was a huge adjustment, right, for everybody. Yeah. And so we thought, um, we thought, uh, can I try that again? Sure. You thought because I want to give you you proper credit for this. You're like, okay, so the, so the kids, are, so everybody's world's rocked by this being super different, and so one of the creative things you came up with is that everybody got a turn to cook dinner, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden now that gave that gave them something, and the kids are hyper competitive because they wanted to outdo each other, right. and we learned some things about some of the kids, but that was a real creative solution to. Oh my gosh, the stress level in this house is rising because nobody leaves the house anymore right. yeah. to get to get a break. And so, yeah. to me, that's always always set as a really great example of being creative in in the in in the midst of a problem, because we could have just done the own. 
you know, you know whatever we, we typically do. Stop fighting with your sister. Give your brother <laughs> his thing back. Yeah. Come here. And, and all those things. But I said, no, here's the thing. You know, and the kitchen thing always makes me think because one of the creative things that I, I did, and again, you know, this, this is Kayla gets props for great ideas episode is what we should probably call this. Um, many years ago, after the third time I'd like lopped a fingertip off with a sharp knife, my wife, who was getting tired of, <laughs> of being an ER nurse at the house. Yeah, I don't do well with blood. It makes me want to pass out. So that was cutting off fingertips was really. And the other thing about it is, not, is well, not good. Is I, I, I'm I'm reasonably cool under pressure, and so and so I just like held my hand above my head, and blood's like running down my arm. Yeah, like, it was bad. I'm like Kayla, and you're like yeah. I'm like I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> and so but but you know what you stayed conscious you didn't fall over or I anything didn't like fall that over. nope i helped and so uh and so at my birthday that year i get an envelope from kayla as a birthday gift and inside it's a is a gift certificate now gift certificates are not like insanely rare for 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 birthdays but this one was kind of special because it um, because at, at a local grocery store that had like a little cooking school attached where you could take cooking classes, they had uh, a knife skills class. And so <laughs> Kayla sent me to learn how to use knives properly because, you know, I wanted to be a chef and chop as fast as I can. So I learned some really good knife technique, which, by the way, when you're cooking every night for eight people, having somebody who can chop things quickly is a real time saver. And so it is. It really I, is. If I make dinner, I, I chop. If Kayla makes dinner, I'm a sous chef and, and typically we'll just cut things fast. If, if if she'll if if we're at home at the same time, <laughs> but what I did is I also showed the kids how to use the knife properly, and so I, rem- I remember and somebody said to me at the time, "Are you crazy?" Like one of our daughters who is well known for being a little bit of a firecracker, uh, she was she was getting you know things were escalating, and I said, "Just come here," and I put a carrot and a knife in front of her. Said, "I need you to chop carrots," <laughs> and it got her really focused and really calm. Now that won't work for everybody. But it felt like a creative solution <laughs> to the problem for me at the time. Yeah. And some people are like, yeah, don't put a knife in the hand of my kid who's very explosive. That would, That's fair. But, but I knew it wouldn't w- work very well. But for her, it was it Perfect. was it gave her a um, it gave her a focus and it gave her something to do in that scenario. And I think she was only like maybe six at the time. She's pretty little, but she's become yeah. a really good you know, she's good in the kitchen. She's fantastic in the kitchen. I mean, she even made, you know, well-known fat Chris Turner's from Louisiana, and she made some some jambalaya one night in a podcast recording night when we still recorded at home, and, and Chris gave it two thumbs up. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, along the lines of being creative, too, I was talking to a mom just the other day, and she was saying how they were really struggling with hitting at their house, you yep. know, and they're little guy was um just really it was she she said I finally narrowed it down they've had some struggles um with like bathroom like going to the bathroom and and not wanting to go to the bathroom right and just wanting to hold it and then just kind of getting almost getting like amped up right before needing to go to the bathroom and then you mention that you need to go to the bathroom and that just sends him over the edge right and he's like just starts hitting and throwing and, you know, just that is too much. And so she was like, I don't really know what to do because I know why he's hitting and I know why he's getting all amped up. But if I mention what he needs to do, and she said, and I'm trying to be proactive and and not let it get so far, like as soon as I start noticing the signs. And she said, but I'm just like, 
I just don't know what, you know, I don't know where to go from there. And so thinking along the lines of creativity, I said to her, I said, okay, what if we um, start outside of the moment? What I want you to do is I want you to say, hey, you know, sometimes you need to go to the bathroom. And when I remind you, it really bothers you. And then we have this big explosion because he's old enough to have these conversations, right? And so she said, and so I said, so why don't you have the conversation and ask him if there's something, you know, like a, a code word that you can say or a phrase that you can say that's not, I think maybe you need to go to the bathroom, but maybe it's a, you know, something silly or, hey, let's hop like a bunny to the bathroom or let's, uh, you know, I can't remember what I said, something specific like it's sucker time. And like you have a special sucker that he gets whenever he's going to the bathroom or something like that, you know? So you don't actually say we're going to, I need to go to the bathroom or it's time to go to the bathroom. So the code word is it's sucker time. It's like, it's sucker time. And you have like this like sucker that he gets to suck on while he's going to the bathroom or something like that. And she was like, that is just outside of the box enough that it might actually work. And she was, but it was like, she, sometimes we get stuck in our own, like, we're in our own little world of trying to figure out, like, I know what the problem is, but I don't know how to get to the solution. And so maybe sometimes even just sharing with, like, somebody who you know that maybe can think creatively in those regards can help. Because I think she just shared that with me. I don't know that I ever would have thought of that with my own kids, but it just seems so very obvious to me at the time. Like, he just needs a new phrase and you need to practice outside of the moment. So like, you're like, okay, we're going to practice and I'm going to go, you know, it's sucker time and you run to the bathroom and I'm going to hand you a sucker and you're going to get to have a sucker. And I said, and you practice it until it becomes natural that as soon as you say those words, right, it's kind of like, you know, if you have this, this, in, it's in your brain, my head is kind of not thinking of the right words, but like, it's like that wiring in the brain, right? Where if you do it enough times a certain way, if you hear, you know, this is what this is what we do when, you know, you've got this little script that they set that you yeah. say, then it makes them go, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do here." You know, and it's almost like their brain just gets like it gets their attention in that moment. And so I'm like, "You just practice it, but practice it in a way that doesn't like send him into a tailspin because he doesn't like to be reminded of that or whatever. And, you know, and some people might say like, well, I mean, they just need to be reminded. And, and I'm like, well, they do, but can we do it in a creative way? Can we have something that doesn't get them all amped up and, or defensive or like, I don't need to go. You, why do you always tell me I need to go to the bathroom or something like that? Yeah. Be, because, you know, how's it working out? Right. How's it working? Exactly. For you? Exactly. Yeah, like, because what happens is, is you you keep reminding the child, and the child's still doing what the child still does, doing the same right? Thing. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you're getting frustrated with the kid, which is then which then by the way will make you more inflexible. Yes. So so I kind of want to talk a little bit about 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 flexibility mm -hmm. because they do tie together. Because I don't think you can be very creative if you if you're inflexible. Oh, for sure, no. Because I think we, if we're rigid in our thinking, then we're obviously not going to think creatively. And when we become rigid in our thinking is typically maybe, maybe this is what, what comes to mind for me is that when we're rigid in our thinking and we're inflexible is that we're fighting for control. Right. 
Yeah, and so and so before you even expound on that, what I wanted to say though is is about about being being creative. Is we have this, and this is why I love um, the the Carol Dweck's mindset book because we have a real fixed mindset when it comes to creativity. We think that 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 creativity is a gift that mm-hmm. only creative people have. Yeah, but that's simply not true, right? Um, like like here's an here's an example. Um, somebody was asked what made the Beatles great, and he said, "When you consider what percentage of their songs ended up at number one on the pop charts in the 1960s, you realize that they're sort of like, you know, hits. The percentage of their songs that were hits surpasses yeah. any other song, so, any other group in the history of popular music. And so, but but if you've ever watched them, like like there was that um, that uh, documentary on, on the Disney Channel, which which is just really long because I think it's like eight hours long or whatever oh of the, or called Let It Be of the making the Let It Be album. But when you watch their creative process, they're just sitting around for hours and just strumming the same chord progression. And then they start like like humming a melody. And then they start just start singing words. And then they just start trying to rhyme words. And so the thought would be, oh my gosh, they were so talented. They cranked these songs out in like five minutes. But it took them like days right. of just sitting around and repeating the same tedious thing. And so it looks ultimately super creative, was very intentional by them, and a lot of hard work. Yeah. And I think for us to just say that you know, you're either a creative person or not, um, you're doing yourself a great disservice by thinking like that because everybody can learn to be creative. Everybody yes. can learn to be flexible. You just have to say, I choose to do things differently. Yes. You know, it's like that old phrase, the six most expensive words in business, so we've always done it that way. I think the six most expensive words in parenting might be the same sentence. Yeah. No, I agree because we have to say, I am choosing to not be rigid in my thinking. Yep. I'm choosing to be flexible. I'm choosing to think outside the box when it comes to solutions to challenging behaviors when it comes to, you know, like I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If every parent is saying, you know, like if I, I look around and I see lots of parents who let their kids have, you know, telephones in their bedrooms and unlimited kind of access to things. And I could go, Oh my gosh, like everybody does that. So I, I guess because everybody does it that I have to do that. Or I can say, you know what, that's not what we're going to do for our family, but we're going to be creative. We're going to be flexible, you know, and I've had, you know, we don't allow cell phones in our bed in in bedrooms and nothing that connects to the internet goes to your bedroom. That's the rule at our house. But there have been times when we've had kids who have said, Hey, can I take my phone up to my room? Because I wanted to record, I wanted to to take a picture of something that's in my room and I didn't want to take it out. And they wanted to use their phone to take a picture. Sure. Right. If I was very rigid in my thinking, I would be like, no, the rule is you don't take your phone to your room and you're never going to do that. I just say, thanks for asking. Yeah, that's absolutely. You can take your phone up there and do that. Or we've had, you know, like one of our kids who just works better doing her schoolwork in her bedroom. It's just a quieter place. And if I was very rigid in my thinking, I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to figure out how to do it. We have a school room. You have to work a school room. You can go here, 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 here. But what we've said is, Yes, you can. You've shown responsibility and we're going to come check on you and we can pop our head in and make sure that you're focused. And if you're not being focused and you're just scrolling on things that you shouldn't be on or whatever, then you're going to have to come back out 
with the rest of us, you know, but we have to be, when it comes to like rules in the house, when it comes to how everybody else does things, like everybody's letting their kids do this. So I can be very rigid and be like, you know, I have to do what everybody else is doing. Or it could even be rigid in saying that, you know, this is our rule. And, you know, you know, like it's like if we said, I think initially still kind of on that cell phone um, thread, we said our kids weren't getting a cell phone until they were 16 because they didn't need a phone until they had a driver's license and were going to be driving places that we weren't. If we had been very rigid in that, because that was what we said, you know, when our kids were like four, right? It was like. Yeah, we, four we, years were the, old and we were the best parents of teenagers when we had a four-year-old. Absolutely. And so we were like, yeah, they're not getting a cell phone until they're 16. Like, that's really crazy. Why would anybody give their kid a, a cell phone before that? And then our oldest got a cell phone when he turned 12 because we had reasons that we thought it it was reasonable for him to have one. Now, he got a flip phone. It wasn't like a fancy phone. He didn't oh, have I'm sorry. I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to like correct you in a minor point, but it wasn't a flip phone. Remember that fake BlackBerry? Oh, it was like a it, slide or something? No, no. It looked like a BlackBerry, and it had like the full keyboard on it. Oh, uh, and, and, yeah. yeah and, it, and it looked like it was like a fake BlackBerry, one of those um, like AT&T yes, Go phones. or whatever. right. And he thought he was the king of the whole oh, wide world he, because it wasn't a flip phone like it, other people had. It was like business-like. Yes, yes. And But, you know, if we'd been rigid in our thinking of like, okay, they're only getting it when they were 16, we wouldn't have been able to see the need in that situation. And in the fact that, you know, for him, get, being able to get a hold of us created some felt safety. Right. I mean, he, he, we didn't have to go to soccer practice because remember, we used to have to go to soccer practice and sit there so he could see us all the time yes. because he needed to know where. But now he could be like, so we we could leave and run errands or whatever. Right. Because then he could like, we'll say, I'll be there in five minutes or whatever. We like text, where are you? And that like set, settled so much of his anxiety down. Yeah. And it was... Again, we could have been like, nope, this is the rule. We said when you were four, we made a decision about when you were 16 <laughs> that you would get a phone. And and we didn't. Do you know, we, we got to that place and we said, okay, we're going to be flexible on this. And we told our kids, we said, it doesn't mean everybody gets a phone when they're 12. Yeah, Everybody's going to get a phone when we feel like it's the right time for you to get a phone. And we've tried to stick with that in the sense of being flexible and, and recognizing who needs what at what time? Yeah, you know? ba- based on development, right? Yeah, based because, on development. Because we grew up. And... Well, well, you and I both grew up, and we and we did this early on with the kids that we tied, like like certain privileges, certain expansion of things, like your bedtime got later when you hit a certain age. Right. And, and what we've realized since is no certain people just need more sleep, right? Yeah. L- like like the, out of all of our children, the person who sleeps the most. Is our twenty-year-old? Yeah, like like he, he always has. He always has. He's the time always he was little. He's he was little. little. Like he would just like there were no has issues with him at bedtime. He was just like I'm going to bed. Good night. Like there were some times I remember when he was like in middle school. We're like, where's Tyler? And he's like, oh, he just went to bed. He was tired. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got kids who 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 tell us like they had a sleepover on spring break, and it's like you know midnight. And everybody's still awake, and they're like, "Can we start another movie?" We're like, "Baby, it's midnight." Well, we're on break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think just you know, we've we've obviously the longer we're parents and the more experiences we have, 
it goes, it always goes back to what's most important to us. Right. And, and we've agreed that what's important is our relationship with our kids. And so if being rigid is going to give me the relationship that I want with my kids, then I would do it, but it's not because being rigid doesn't show my kids that I am willing to listen to them. It, so it shows them that the rules are more important or that what's, what was predetermined was more important than listening to them in that in that well, situation. Yeah, so we don't have a ton of time left, but 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 I wanted to say something about that. Just you know, so we decided that the relationship with our children was what's most important. Um, sometimes I think people hear that and they go, "Okay, so the opposite of being of being uh, of being inflexible, or the opposite of being rigid is permissive." Yeah, yeah, and and, no. and and that's that's not it, it at all. There are boundaries in our home. There there are rules that the children uh, and everybody abides by. But because we are willing to be flexible, because we are willing to be creative, when we have to say no, I'm sorry that we really can't compromise in that. We can't cross that line. Over time, they've grown to accept those things more because they know that mom and dad are not rigid with them. Um, and, and so, you know, so we talk about some practical examples of that, like something, you know, the, the trinity of, of connected parenting choices, compromises, and redos. Those are all, you have to be flexible to say, you know what, let's try to get that, let's do that again. You have to be flexible to say, I wanted you to do this thing, you've asked for a compromise, yes, I can say yes to that. That requires flexibility for us to be able to do that because, right. again, we did not grow up in homes where anything otherwise I've spoken and I'm not speaking again. You better, you better, right? Do it right. What's it? Right away, all the way with a good attitude. Yes. Right. Um. And, and so, well, that sounds really nice. And if you're doing a sing-songy voice, it sounds even better. <laughs> but it's not very flexible. So I, I just want to say two things about flexibility that kind of that kind of makes makes sense to me. Number one is 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 we are Waze users for our, the navigation in our cars <laughs> and on our phones. And one thing that I love about it. And and I know like Apple and Google and, and other products like that will will do this. They'll give you multiple route options, and they'll always default to the shortest route. But one thing I love about Waze is because Waze is getting user feedback all of the time. And so if there's a, a you know a, a, an accident, if there's some kind of traffic jam, if there's construction or whatever, it will give you an alternate route. It'll redirect you. Yeah. But the thing that I like about that is that is that our destination never changes. Even if we're not on the route that was the, the predetermined route, the route we decided was the way to go, our destination never changes if we have to get off that route. And the other thing about that is that very rarely, if ever, does our arrival time change either. And so driving across you know, a city like, like Dallas that has like 8 million people in it or whatever, for us to even to navigate the city we live in and then trust ways to help us there is a great reminder every day that I'm in my car that you don't have to just go, no, this is the path we're following and we have to do it this way because if I'm rigid in my car and say, you know what, ways I hear you and say that I need to exit here and go down this street, but I'm going to stick to the path that was decided at the out- onset, I just end up sitting in traffic jams. Right. And so that's why I love I love that, and it's such a great reminder that that we can be flexible. We don't have to compromise on the destination, but we can be flexible on how we get there. Yes. And the oh, sorry. No, no, and that's and that's that's it right there. I mean, I think that that analogy is so perfect because I think what we think as parents is that if I 
if I compromise, if I'm flexible in the situation, then we're going to get off course. Yes. And the reality is being flexible doesn't have to get us off course. It might get us off course if we're not careful, if we be, if we lean to that permissive side and then all of a sudden we're just like not doing anything, but we can set boundaries within, you know, how we're doing it. You know, right now it, we've got, so it's spring break at our house. And so one of the rules that we have is that because of the way our schooling is, our kids have a week's worth of school that has to be done and then they have their break. And so some parents will, will let them have their break and then they do the school when they're, you know, at the end of it or whatever. Yeah, when Monday fires up again, we back. Yeah. But with us, the way we do it, because it's motivational, is we say, hey, as soon as your work is done that needs to be turned in, then you can go on your break. And an added bonus is mom goes on break after a week. <laughs> and so if you need mom's help, like when the week is over, you know, sorry, like I'm, I'm on break. I get a spring break too. Well, my my favorite today was, was, was when you reminded one of our children that, that you were on spring break and he said, well, can I ask dad? (laughs) Yes. Nope. Dad's on break too. Dad's on break too. And, but in the midst of that, I'm not trying to be unreasonable because I know the particular kiddo who's struggling with like not having, not being finished just yet needs some extra help and needs yep. some assistance. And so I said, I'm like, hey, I'll help you, but here's the extent to which I can help. Okay. You know, like we were at, a, we were at a volleyball practice today and I said, bring your math with, I'm going to be sitting at volleyball and there's not much for me to do while we're there, I'll be glad to help you while we're sitting there. You know, so I'm, I'm giving him windows of opportunity that he can take advantage of or he cannot. You know, tonight he sat next to me for a little while and asked me some questions. And I was doing something else, but I was there and I said, I'm available. So even though that's our rule is that when, you know, when the week's over, mom's done and you're going to have to, you know, finish on your own. I understand that in that scenario, like with most of the other kids, they'll just finish it and they'll just be done. And even if they weren't finished by the deadline, they wouldn't, they would have finished whatever they needed with my help. But I know for this particular kiddo that there's going to be some extra help that's needed. And I'm, I'm willing to be flexible inside that while still keeping my boundary of like, I'm not going to stop everything else to do this, we're not going to take two weeks to do a week's worth of schoolwork. Yeah. So, but I think we have to just find, find the situations within our everyday life that we're being really rigid on and say, is this the thing that I really need to be rigid on? Like there might be some things that you can't compromise on. There might be some things that you can't. Oh no, they definitely are. Budge on. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're not saying like, you have to be flexible on every single thing you do. Like you can't, you know, say this is the path we're going to take, but are there some things where you're finding tension, you're finding arguments, you're finding this like battle of the wills, so to speak. And could it be that you're being inflexible in that situation? I think that's where we've tried to like look at it and say, am I being rigid in this situation? because I have to be, or am I being rigid in this situation because 
I've just lost my flexibility. So you know that I think we could do a whole season of podcasts talking about airplane stories. Oh, absolutely. And so one of my favorites is, and I'll just um, land the plane with this story. Uh Oh, is it's like where we started when you were like uh, back in the saddle, flying solo, and now. So let's land the plane on this one. Yeah, that's good. Let's land the plane on this one. Um, When you're flying through turbulence, I know in the previous episode we talked about flying through turbulence, but when you're in the midst of that turbulence, um, and if you have not heard the story from the previous episode, go back two episodes ago, I guess, listen to it. Uh, But when you're flying through turbulence and you look out the window, you'll notice that the wingtip is moving, Mm. right? The only thing that's keeping the, not the only thing, but a major contributing factor to that airplane being able to make it through the turbulence is the fact that the wings are flexible, Yes. Like if airplane wings did not flex, anytime you hit turbulence, they would just snap off and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. So so a major factor to you being able to navigate navigate turbulent air safely is that the wings are flexible. Mm. And I think that a major contributing factor to us being able to try to to navigate turbulent air in our families is because we're flexible. That's so good. You you know what I mean? And yeah. and so and so and here's what the other thing I want to say, and this is the last thing because this is probably a bit longer than episodes usually are, but I just so enjoy talking to you, wife. Aww. Um, I noticed it wasn't reciprocated, oh, but... I uh, enjoy talking <laughs> to you, too. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I wasn't fishing, uh, even though it clearly yes, sounds you like were. I was not. <laughs> you know I don't need it. Um, but here's the thing that I say. Um, we always said that we need to model right behavior for our children. Mm-hmm. And, and and before we just want to be sticklers for the rules and like, should you have rules? Yes. Should you have boundaries? Yes. Can you be flexible inside of that? Absolutely. Because I promise you, when the speed limit's 35 and a police officer pulls you over because you're doing 45 in the 35, you want that police officer to be very flexible and not enforce the rules and say things like, I'm going to give you a warning today instead of a tick, a citation. Yeah. Right. We want flexibility. We don't want those rules enforced. <laughs> so so we're back to what we, we're firm believers in. Don't require more of our children than we ourselves, than we expect of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Good. So that lands the plane. I think there's an outro that Dallas texts on about <laughs> like how to get hold of us. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, we're we're going to probably crank out a couple of episodes here without, without Chris tonight. So... Um, you'll be hearing from us just for a little bit and then hope that Chris is feeling better and and and, and back in the saddle the next time we're, 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 we have some recording schedule. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. Please like and share the podcast with all your friends and family And you can find us on your favorite social platforms by searching One Big Happy Home. And if you're a supporter of the podcast, don't go anywhere. Stay right here and get ready to listen to our post-episode recap we call The Green Room, where we dive deeper into today's episode. And if you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Thanks for listening.